Welcome to P.I.'s Declassified, an inside look at the world of private investigators. Your host is Francie Kaler, a noted private investigator. Francie and her guests take you behind the scenes and into the genuine, sometimes gritty business of investigation. You'll hear stories from the trenches with plenty of surprises. Here's your host, Francie Kaler. Good morning. Good morning. So I feel like I need to mark the day today. Today is April 9th, 2020. Um, we're all shelter in place across the country for the most part because of the coronavirus, COVID-19. I feel like I have to mark this place because one of these days in the archives, we're going to be looking back to this particular show and we're going to wonder what was going on at that time. So here we are um, and we've got time to talk. And today I have with me um, Nikki McKinnell. Hi, thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, you're very welcome, Nikki. Uh, Nikki is the marketing manager for Dell Point. Now, some of you may know that Dell Point is a uh, propri- proprietary search uh, product that a lot of private investigators and attorneys use. So, um, how are you doing, Nikki? I'm doing great. Uh, I mean, there is a lot going on with the coronavirus, so as well as yeah. to be expected, but yes, great overall. Yes, we're all, we're all at home right now, <laughs> so... Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, it's a it's a very crazy time. But based on the news this morning, uh, things are looking up. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So Nikki, um, tell us a little bit about you first. Uh, you're the marketing manager at Dell Point, and and how I long? Am. You, yeah, how long have you been with the company? Um, not too long, so it's been almost a year now, um, okay. but it has been an amazing ride, and I've just enjoyed um, meeting everyone within the industry, and we just had such a broad customer base, um, but it's been really great. Mm, good, good. And you live in Florida, correct? I do, Tallahassee, Florida. Tallahassee, okay, very good. Uh, what were you doing before you started with Delphoid? My background is is kind of diverse. So I've done lobbying, um, I've done public relations and marketing, of course, but I've been with different industries, everything from the seaport to corporate retail. Um, It's been all over, but it's great because I can bring that experience and apply it to everything that's going on with Dell Point. Oh, that's great. Okay. Well, um, let's talk about Dell Point. Uh, Well, first of all, let's clear up some possible misunderstandings. (laughs) <laughs> because I I am in error thinking that Dell Point was part of IRB because that's how it was introduced to me, and it, and I may there may be a lot of people out there that think the same thing. So Dell Point is a separate company, right? So I know it's kind of confusing. Um, IRB everybody knows that brand; it has been around forever, um, and then. In response to some industry changes and some needs from our, for our customers, we split off an additional um, additional brand. Um, and so Dell Point has different levels of data, but it includes all three credit bureaus. And there are some additional levels of compliance that our customers can go through to access that higher level of data. Um, so it just we have a very broad offering, and IRB Search is an amazing product, um, fantastic company, great data. Um, and then we have Dell Point as an additional service as well. So what is the difference? Dell Point has the... Um, ability for customers to gain another level of data, more proprietary sources um, and additional credit bureau data. Hmm. You know, I had no idea. I'm, um, I had no idea. I'm going to have to look into this a little bit further. So um, when you say additional levels of data, what, what does that mean? So Delphine has all three credit bureaus, and we just bring more sources together. Um, but again, like there are different levels. So you have to go through an additional level of compliance, whether it be a site visit, um, to be able to then access those additional sources. Okay, so um, let's talk about the security part uh, because we have uh, people that listen to this show that are not private investigators or attorneys, and so they may be really, really concerned about people having access to credit reports and things like that. So, um, so let's talk about that. Who would, who would have access and why they would have access to a credit report? 
the compliance process is very, very particular and very stringent. We make sure that everyone is completely vetted. Um, they have to have the, the, um, their licensing in place, uh, you know, all of the proof of who they are because we, are, we crack down on fraud. We do not allow people in who are not who they say they are. Our compliance department is amazing. Um, and site visit has just that another level of protection. Um, so you have someone actually go to your office and make sure that you have all of the safety measures in place. Yeah, and, and this is, of course, before your time, uh, <laughs> Nikki, but I was around uh, years ago when there, there was a company called Choice Point that was in Florida. You probably have heard of it. Um, and they were breached by somebody that was representing themselves not to as a as a private investigator but they weren't and using the data uh, for maltreatment purposes and so that created a whole industry uh, change actually a whole industry change and uh, and it started the vetting this this heavy vetting processing where um, you have to prove who you are you have a site visit and the site visit uh, is pretty stringent because you have to have uh, your information in a locked uh, a locked location you have to have your computer uh, passworded you have to have a locked file cabinet and several things that uh, uh, are in place because you know even when people work out of their homes, which many private investigators actually do, and even attorneys, uh, it doesn't mean that you don't have people over to your house. So there's stringent requirements, even though if you're working out of your home, that uh, you have people visit, you have family members over, you have parties, you have, or at least we used to before the coronavirus. And uh, um, so you have to ensure that everything you're using through Dell Point is uh and not accessible to anybody but you. So is there any other uh, vetting that is required other than uh, proving who you are and verifying your, your, that you're real and you have a work location, uh, a bricks and mortar kind of work location with your, all your data and your licensing? Um, I, there is a lot that goes into it. I don't want to give away too much of what's involved um, because it helps to prevent fraud. We don't want everyone to know what you have to go through at, you right. know, on the front end. Um, right. So, but it, you know, if you are a licensed investigator, um, one of the industries that we serve and you have those licenses in place and the safeguards and you have a secure place that you're accessing the information, then you will have absolutely no problem. Which um, is, we are very, very strict about cracking down on fraud and not letting that occur. Okay, and then um, that I might say that um, all of these da- pr- proprietary uh, databases, they're proprietary. So Dell Point, IRB, we're familiar with another one called TLO. We have another one called Tracers, and I'm sure there's a couple more that I'm not mentioning, but those are the ones I'm familiar with, are all proprietary data providers. They're not the kind of providers where you can go on the internet and give your credit card and get data. Correct? Correct. Yes. Yes. These are sources that, like you said, you can't just go, but it's not, some of the data could be public sources. It helps to bring that together for you. Um, But, you know, if it's property data, you could find on a property website, but if you're going to search for someone, then you have it all aggregated right there. Um, But it also includes that proprietary data. Yeah, so um, so you mentioned aggregate. So let's talk about that a little bit. Where where does the data come from? Well, with our contracts, I can't say too much. Um, just generally, just generally, um, we do right. Um, well, I mean, it could come from anything. You know, like social media. Uh, you can get a lot of information from there. I'll give you an example, and this kind of goes into a search tip. So with our people at WorkSearch, which is place of employment, um, the data comes from not only employers and official sources, but also social media, LinkedIn, email signatures, if you've submitted information to a marketing company, um, things like that. And so not all of those sources are going to be tied to a social security number. So a lot of people will go in because generally the rule of thumb is if you've got social, put that in. If you don't have that, put name and date of birth. If you don't have that, put name and city state. But the people at work search is a little bit different because since not all of those sources are always tied to social, you want to put in the name and city state because you will be able to get a lot more information, including 
even possible positions within different organizations, whereas that would not all be tied to the Social Security number. Very good. Very good. Um, and all of those things are important. When, just for, to those that are listening, uh, for private investigators and for attorneys specifically, I'm sure financial institutions and uh, your other types of clients that need this data um, often have to locate people. They have to val- they have to validate who they are. Just like you're validating who we are, uh, we have to validate who other people are. We have may have a uh, some kind of a legal issue. It could be. Uh, it could be a probate case where we have to locate heirs and verify who they are. It could be uh, locating a birth family. Uh, it could be a, a criminal defense case. It could be a civil matter. All of these types of issues that are legal issues require private investigators and attorneys to determine they have found the person that belongs to the case. I have a $10 million uh, settlement that I need to distribute, for example, if I'm an attorney or if I have a, a very large estate that has to be distributed among the heirs. You have to know who those people are and verify them. So, exactly. uh, so that's right. kind of the things we do that plugs into your data. Mm-hmm. And the data that we have, it will show you household matches, spouses or friends or whoever that you're, you could be living with. Um, it does show relationship graphs that you can look at um, for, you know, you're talking about heirs. That's another thing that you're able to look for. Um, one thing that is in finding different relationships and locating the people that you're looking for, um, utility search is another good one. I'm going to give you a little tip on that one. So uh-huh. with so- sometimes, especially in these times, people move, or they could be the stay-at-home orders, but are they, have they moved back in with family? Um, have they taken advantage of the, the market and the low interest rates and how they bought a new house? Um, so these are things that you want to make sure to keep an eye on. And we have a thing that's called the utility search. So the uh-huh. first thing that you'll change when you move is going to be your, you know, your electricity, your water, your wireless, internet, all of that. That's the first thing that you change. Uh-huh. So that's a really good way of trying to locate someone, not only just for where they are, but then also if they have multiple properties, where's their primary residence. But another thing is that you, if you're looking for someone, their utilities might not always be in their name. So here's a little tip. If you go and run a person search, then you'll be able to see household match, um, which we you know we talked about being people who live in that house and you know, other people that they could have relationships with. Um, from there, you get their person ID, and then you can run their person ID in the utility search, which will then bring up their information um, and where they could be hooked up, which is then where your subject could be. So it's, it, it's like... Um, yeah, it, it's like a treasure hunt. <laughs> right, it is like a treasure hunt. Exactly. Find... Yeah, mm-hmm. it is exactly like that. Uh, it's a good a good description. So um, so now, um, what the thing we didn't mention are court records. You also harvest uh, court records from across the country, don't you? We do, and we have two, well, a couple of different ways to access that. So there is data that you can search for within our system, but also we have a service called Retrieval. So we have couriers all over the nation, and if you need something where, if it's a smaller rural county and you're not able to pull information digitally, it's not online, and you have to get a hard copy, you can put in a request and one of those runners will go and get that document for you so that then you have that. So there's just so many different ways that you might need to access court documents, and we try to cover all of those. Well, and that's a really important issue, Nikki, because I've had to, I've had been in that situation where I have have had to use a facility like yours or a, a process like yours to do that because otherwise it's really expensive to do that. Uh, you can't get. Um, a lot of rural areas, for example, don't have a private investigator. The nearest one is is the closest city, which may be a couple of hours, up to five hours away. And if you have runners in that specific area, in that small county, to get records, that's a fabulous uh, offering for us anyway. Yeah, it's, it's a product that's very popular with our clients. Yeah, I'm sure it is. So, um, so let me ask you... Uh, what is the uh, cost to, to set up an account with Dell Point? 
We really make an effort to keep our prices as low as possible. And we have, it's actually one of the lowest in the industry. It's $10 a month. That's the minimum. Um, so that, uh, I know if you've used other providers, that is a very, very low monthly minimum. And then our service range, it, it varies between industry, but um, it's about $1 to $3 for the searches and then about 8 to 20 for the reports. Um, so, again, we really try to keep those prices low. Okay. Good. All right. So, um, so uh, let's go back to aggregate. So, when you, when let me see if I've got this right, Nikita. <laughs> when you gather data from all over the world, essentially, is what you're doing. You're gathering whatever you can get your hands on. So it could be uh, court records. It could be some kind of marketing records. It could be um, uh, you said. Uh, social media, LinkedIn, all all those kinds of things. You, on a person, you pull it all together into one bucket, and then sort it, and then you uh, spit it out with all the information you've gathered put into one place. Am I getting that right? Yes, and we have a lot of partners that we work with. So, um, you know, as an example, uh, we work. Uh, we have a vehicle sighting search. And so you're able to go in and uh, there's two ways to search. Either one, you can look at whatever vehicles have been at a a particular address, so you search by address. Or if you want to find where that car is anywhere in the nation, then you search for the VIN and plate. Um, And so then that's another service that we offer. So it's not just pulling together the contact information and that kind of thing, um, but then also there's specific searches within there that are kind of, they're unique in a way. So I'm in California, Nikki, and we have a lot more restrictions than some of the other states. For example, uh, uh, Department of Motor Vehicles information is somewhat restricted to us. Um, so do you still get that, that vehicle siding information from California? You know, the laws change so frequently on that one. Um, and you're, you're, you're catching me. Okay. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. On that one. Um, you're, you're not supposed right, to know yeah, everything. There, <laughs> we, right, right. <laughs> but there are um, several different motor vehicle searches, and we do have coverage on the majority of the country. But like you said, California does have different rules. California definitely has different rules. We have to work with them all the time, and that's fine, you know. And, and people... Um, I'm just saying that people that may be listening to this show that are concerned about privacy um, shouldn't be that concerned because with us, your privacy should be protected. With you, the, your privacy should be protected. It's it's used when there is a situation that needs the data. For example, like I said, you may be a, a, a recipient of, a, of money in an estate or all kinds of other things. So uh, you may you may be a witness that has moved and and we need to locate you and it's a, a serious case. So uh, this this information is used for legitimate and valid circumstances. Exactly. And not only do our customers have to go through that whole compliance process, but they have to have a specific use case for every search that they do. So it's not like they just get this information and they can run whoever they want. You have to have a use case and you have to identify that with every search that you do. Right. Okay. All right. So, uh, all right. So let's talk about some searches. Uh, Why don't you give us a little tutorial on, on how to do a search? Okay, sure. Um, so I'll point out one that we just got a lot of new data on. Um, I know we mentioned social media before, but um, and our social media records are they're they're very expensive as well. But um, so we have about three billion online identities. Um, they're built from twenty five billion identity records. But we just added two hundred million new records. Um, it includes phone numbers, email addresses, and newer updated employment records. Um, so this is important because, you know, you think about phone numbers and email addresses. Um, you would think that running the email address would be the most accurate way to find someone on social media because that's usually what it's tied to. Another way that you can search for them, though, is by their phone number. Because a lot of the social media networks now, you do have that either backup if you forget your email address or it's a part of what they're asking for when you're signing up. So 
that's another way to get to it. Something else that's interesting about the data is that we do have historical data. So if you have someone who had an email address uh, five years ago and they signed up for an account, but then since then, you know, did they get married and change their name or did they just, you know, have yeah. that, that email address in college and they were like, oh, that doesn't apply now to my life and they changed it. You can still search by that old email address and find them through the system. So, um, and of course, we, we follow the rules of, of what information is available, you know, private posts and things like that, of course, are not accessible. But um, it's, it's interesting that you are able to get that historical data to search with. And then also the new records that we got, the 200 million, we're just really excited about that. that yeah, actually, that is really exciting. Um, so... Hmm. So, give me an example of a case you might use that with. Do you do you know one? So, you know, this is interesting. The it, I think that social media is so important, especially right now, and even for industries that may not typically use it. Um, like I was talking to a process server the other day, and he's like, "I don't really use the, pro- the ser- social media search as much. You know, I use utilities, I use the person searches, I all of these other searches, I use those all the time." But I haven't really looked into social media, so how can I use that? And I told them, especially right now with the coronavirus going on, uh-huh. the people that you're looking for are not going to be in the normal situations, the normal places that they are. But the, the social media sites are so active because people do have that time. They are looking for news. They're looking on their feeds. They're posting things. There may be information and clues to new behavioral, new, new relationships. Um, new locations, everything that you're going to be able to find on social media that maybe you wouldn't be able to find in the normal searches that you would do quite yet. Um, and then, you know, through the social media search, we give you the username and a link to their profile. So it really just makes it a great place to find all of that information in one place and have that kind of be your hub. That's very interesting because uh Whenever I have tried to use the social media section of a data provider, I have never received anything that was worthwhile. And even for really? and even okay. for yeah, and even for the uh, companies that that are out there, frankly, that uh, that is their business is social media. I still have not gotten anything worthwhile. So we do it ourselves. So I'm really interested in this. Um, hmm. And checking Dell Point out because I personally have not subscribed to Dell Point, frankly, because I thought it was part of IRB, so that was my mistake. But uh, so I will, I certainly will check it out. Uh, Nikki, what's uh, what's the best contact uh, the website for somebody that is interested in uh, registering with you folks? So the website is dellpoint.com, or they can give us a call at eight six six. Nine four five one six six seven. We also have live chat on our website, so that makes it very easy for people to reach out if you don't have time to call or you know just want to do it real quick on your computer. Um, just get, go on to dellpoint.com. The little chat button is down there in the bottom right-hand corner. And if you want to email us, we've got customer service at dellpoint.com. Um, and I know that you mentioned that you wanted to give it a try, and we, I wanted to give a promotion out to your listeners, if that's okay. I didn't actually check that beforehand. Is it okay, okay if sure, I give absolutely. out a, <laughs> a Yeah, tip? absolutely. Okay, great. Um, so, okay, so I wanted to give um, 100 free credits and a two-week free trial. And when you go in and apply at dellpoint.com slash apply, if you just put in declassified2020 into the promo code section, then we'll give you that offer. And this is expanding what we normally do because normally if you were to try this out, you would get a week, but we're extending that to two weeks and extending the number of credits that you get as well. So especially during this time, um, you know, for two reasons, if you have some downtime and you want to play around with a different system, um, you know, it's, it's free. We're giving you 100 credits in two weeks. So for the next two weeks, try it out and, and see how that goes. But then also we are in, we're hearing this from our customers and then also just looking at industry trends we are anticipating a big business boom when hopefully things start opening up. Um, Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that our customers and really all investigators are ready and prepared to hit the ground running when that happens. So um, we're very hands-on with our customers and we value the relationships 
with our clients. And so we reach out to them often. Like right now, we're calling as many of our clients as we possibly can to check in and see if there's anything that we can do to help with, um, help them. But we also offer free webinars and free skip tracing coaching, like one-on-one coaching um, for our customers. And also really any investigator who would like assistance, we, we want to be there for the industry during this time. Um, and so our webinars are online and you can sign up for those. And then the coaching, it, just live chat us or call us and we, we had people call us and say I've been working on this case for a couple months and I just can't find this guy and now i got some time I'm going to really focus on it but I've, I've tried my normal searches and I can't find them and so mm-hmm. talk to our, our, our representatives and they can tell you either a different way to search you know because there's different ways the data is put in there you know if someone's putting in Boulevard or BLVD is that going to turn something different you just and that's an example but it could relate to any of the information that's coming in so there's little tricks that we can do to see if there's a way to find that information or is there a new search that's coming that has come out that maybe you haven't tried before that would help you in this situation. And that we always try to have as many searches coming. And actually, as a part of everything that's happening right now, we're able to bump up some of the development that we've been working on. So we're going to have a handful of really great searches coming out even earlier than we anticipated. But with Delpoint and IRB, we make sure that we have new products and new searches all the time for our clients so that they have the, the most cutting-edge information. That's great. That's great. Uh, great news, Nikki. Uh, now, when you say a hundred free credits, is that a hundred searches? What is a credit? So it it varies. Um, and some there are some exclusions, um, like our vehicle sightings is not included in that. Um, there are a couple other ones, but sometimes it's per search, and then sometimes it it's, it's it varies. Um, so the one hundred credits could be worth of $100, or it could be worth more than that. Um, but just give it a try. And if you have any questions about what the credits cover or how they're used or how long they'll last you, just you know, reach out to us, and we will make sure that you have what you need to try out the product. That's great. So, uh, so I'm reading an article here written by your your colleague Jeff Evans, uh, who was going to be with us today, but he got jammed with other things. I guess uh, the business still goes on, even though we're all shut down. So, anyway, uh, Jeff made the comment that less is more, and I, I want to talk about that a little bit because I think a lot of times when people are doing searches, they think they should they should put in all the information they have, and that's counterproductive, isn't it? It is. And it does go against what you would think. Um, and I was just talking to someone last night, actually, and he was like, I put in all the information I have. I put in social. I put in date of birth. I put in name, address, email. Just like, I had everything, and I, you know, I put it in there, and I couldn't find it. And I'm like, let's, just, let's try just a social. We put it in there, and we, and we got everything that we needed. Um, okay, with so someone you else, it could be, well, I don't have their social. Okay. Go ahead. So you just put in the social yeah, by so itself it, with nothing else? That Yes. Yeah, so that's an option. Um, and uh-huh. that would be my go-to. If you have the social, run that first. Um, right. But then if, if you don't have the social, then go with name and date of birth. And if you don't have either any of that, go with name and city state. So and those are you- kind of the three that you try. Okay, I want to talk about that more. Uh, Nikki, we're going to need to take a really quick break, uh, which we'll be right back. But, and so I want to get back into this. Thanks, Nikki. We'll be news, right news, back. News, 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 news. Hear me? Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. PI Magazine is the most respected magazine of the professional investigator. We feature stories and articles on current trends and issues, equipment reviews, tips, and practical advice. Don't miss the new and exciting year in PI Magazine. Subscribe today at PIMagazine.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call one 800 350 C-A-L-I. 
for a national association, Francie's Choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on P.I.'s Declassified. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to PIs Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to F R A N C I E at PIs Declassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. I'm talking to Nikki McKinnell. She's a Dell Point marketing manager. Uh, Dell Point is a proprietary uh, data provider that private investigators, attorneys, financial institutions uh, use for uh, gathering data. So, Nikki, we were just talking about uh, search strategy. So, um, one of the things that I think often... Uh, doesn't give you back the information that you need is putting in the middle initial. That that narrow sometimes narrows things down too much where you don't get a result. Correct? Yes, because you might be looking at data where they didn't have that in there, and so if you put that in, it's it's going to limit your results. Um, but yes, yeah, so like you were saying earlier, less is more. Yeah, and and a lot of people use their middle names. So how do you? Uh, like I do, I use my middle name. I, didn't, I never use my first name. So how, when you're searching for somebody like me, what do you do about that? The data will sometimes come back with both. So again, it's kind of how the, the data was put in to begin with. Um, like my, I, I, you know, Nikki McKinnell is my name, but my first name is Christy. I go by Nikki because my middle name is Nicole. So sometimes when I, if I were to check a search for myself, then I would have both of them come back. And I would see Nikki and Christy included in there. But then sometimes, if I never had Christy affiliated with that account or that data or anything in any way, then Nikki would be the only thing that came up. Um, so, you know, try with the it, – it also depends on what you're looking for. So if you're looking for information that is completely official, um, like maybe even on the – um, let's say this out, let's see, even people at work, or if it's just information that comes from a very official source, Try the first name, but if it's something like even social media, maybe they've never affiliated that formal name with social media accounts, so you might want to try the other one. So it kind of depends, but again, if you're having trouble finding someone, reach out to us because we do this all day. We want to make sure that we can get the information for you that you need. Okay, so since Nikki is a nickname and it's neither your first or your middle name, if I were to search for you, Nikki, and just put in Nikki McKinnell, would I get information back? Yes, and but sometimes it's different than you would get with Christy. Still accurate, but um, it just it depends on the search that you run. So, and if you were to put in Nikki McKinnell with City and State then that might help expand it a little more. Um, and so you might get something back with McKinnell and they would recognize that, you know, Nikki being part of Nicole. It just, it's so, it's just with the search. It's, it's whatever, yeah. it, however the data has been put in there, the, how formal or informal it is. Um, so that's why it gets tricky. Like I was saying, it's like a treasure hunt. Um, but we're always here to help. So um, often in criminal defense, we are looking for people that we only have the street name like a nickname, a moniker, what happens with those? Mm-hmm. Do those come up periodically or any time at all? So would you just have their street name and not any other information? Possibly, or, possibly. You said you had, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's a little tricky. I mean, you know. Mm. Like, yeah, for example. Like, tricky. On, on that one, I, oh, so go, go ahead. I was just going to say this one would, I'm sure, would come up. But like, say, say Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg would be an example uh, in the criminal defense world. May, maybe as a not 
not that he's a criminal, I don't say that, but that it might be a, 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 a street name. So now he's well known, so it'd probably come up. But if somebody had a name like that, do, do you think there would you get any results at all? Well, I think, I think it depends on how they've put the information in, even mm-hmm. that individual, right? So I was talking about, I, I keep going on social media just because like, we just pushed that huge, massive batch of data out there. But as an example, if they always put that and you were able to identify it through location, it's hard if you don't have anything else. But if it is a unique name, um, you might. might be able to pull something back from it. But honestly... That's the case where I would definitely give us a call because it's, it's like I said, it's going to depend not only on the information that you have or don't have, but what search you're running. Well, uh, and there it, may be, like I was talking about with utilities, there might be a, a search that you can run to get more information on that person and then run it in the search that will give you exactly what you were looking for. You know, like mm-hmm. I was saying with utilities, run it in the person search, get the ID, run the, the household match in utilities. So... Yeah, does, does that make sense? It, 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 yes. It's like going down that, that whole treasure map thing. <laughs> it's, it's like going down a rabbit hole, and I hope you can come out at the other end. <laughs> it, is. it is. But, you know, with these search, the, the search tips, it's not only tips to help you find who you're looking for, but how to find them in the most cost-effective way. Because we don't want you to sit there running a million different searches and um, just running it up and not finding what you need. So that's why I always say reach out to us. Um, but... Another good thing is that we do keep searches for, um, for 90 days, and then you can also put them in the vault, which doesn't cost anything extra, and you keep them indefinitely. So, you know, if you need to go back and look at something, you're not charged again for it. Uh-huh. So if you need to cross-reference or something like that. Um, so, but, you know, again, I, I know I keep saying this, but just giving us a call will make sure that you find it. Because I don't want anybody to say, oh, Delphine didn't have the information, I couldn't find it. And if it's, if you had just put in another number or something like that, then it would have popped up and you would have everything that you needed. So, hmm. you're in interesting. trouble. We'll Very interesting. Data. Yeah, so say, I say I have a name, I'm looking for, say, a birth father, for example. Um, all I have is his name. And, I don't know, maybe he lived in the state of Connecticut in 20 years ago. <laughs> okay. So, what would you do to, to search for that? Well, you know, start with the person search. And then we have relatives listed as a part of that. And you'd be surprised how many that you get. Um, it really, you, you may be able to find the information that you're looking for just with that. Um, and then we have some others that you can branch out, but really just with that, that main person search, you may be able to find exactly what you need. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So what would you say are the most popular searches that uh, you find at Dell Point? Definitely our person search. So that one, um, advanced person search, advanced person search plus, they, they are fantastic. They are a great place to really start or end. So you may run it and that's all you need. Um, and then you may run it as a starting point, kind of like we were talking about with the utility search. And then uh-huh. you can also run that comprehensive report. I mean, a comprehensive report can give you pages and pages and pages on somebody. But if you don't need that, you don't need all that detailed data, and just see the person search is great. Um, but then there's ways to hone in on it. Um, let's see. What else? We, you know, another thing. Well, this is this is very important. So sometimes if you can't find someone, it's because they're in jail. And I know uh-huh. that pretty much every investigator I've talked to has had a situation where they're like, I cannot find this guy. Where is he? Um, and if you check the Arrest and Incarceration Church, but what is an, another good thing that we offer is our watchdog service. So you can put someone essentially on watch for a dollar a month, and if they are booked, then you get an alert, and you're only then you're tar- it's ten dollars per hit. Um, but for a dollar a month, it's really not bad. Um, another way that we've seen people use that, that service is for due diligence and corporate security. So they'll offer that as a service to their clients by saying, hey, I'll put all of your employees on watch, and if they get arrested, then I'll know and let you know immediately. Oh, yeah, so that's, that's a good one. A really, really easy, really cost-effective way and a great service for their clients. So we see people do that a lot, too. Now, you also have notification alerts, too, don't you? 
Yes. Uh, tell us about that because I think that's a really important uh, offer that you have. So with the notification alerts, there's a little bit of a little bit different access. It doesn't apply to all clients. So that's another one where, like, you know, when you're applying, mention that, and then we'll we'll be sure to to let you know if that's something that you would have access to. Um, so it's based on a number of things, but um, but the watchdog alerts they they would be available. Okay, so uh, not everybody that gets has your service can have the notification alerts. What would be the criteria? Right. Well, for a watchdog, right? Um, the it. It has to do with not only industry, but the um, length of time that the business has been around um, a couple other different things, too. So it just just check with us because it's definitely something if like if you need that and that's the only thing that you're looking for, talk with us when you're signing up um, or if you're a current client and you're interested in that. Let us know um, because we can look at your particular use case and um, to see if you would would qualify for that. Hmm, interesting, because I, I don't know, I maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know anybody else that has that, and I think it's a valuable thing, because um, because you do keep checking back, if you if you have not, uh, say for instance, if you want to locate somebody, and you've gone to that address, and they're not there anymore, you do want to keep following up to see if uh, there's a new address, so this notification is really a valuable product, I think. Yes, definitely. Um, it would be great if we could roll that out to all of our clients. Right now, um, it's not that um, feedback like that is amazing. And, you know, if we, if that's another thing, you know, if you find that there's a service that you can get elsewhere or that you just really wish existed and you haven't been able to find it anywhere at all, um, let us know. And like I said, we're always adding new searches and new services. So that's something that we could look into. Okay. So, so what other features, um, Nikki, do you want to talk about that maybe maybe the general subscriber doesn't know you have? So another thing that's really important is integrations. Um, and it really, it, it's not only cost effective, but it's also, it's, it's better for your time. You're not switching back and forth between different platforms. So one of the integrations that we have is with Crosstracks. And Crosstracks is a um, investigative uh, case management system. Um, so it has a lot of really great features. You're able to really manage all of your cases in there and keep track of what's going on. Um, and then Delft Point hooks directly into it. So you can run your searches right there in Crosstracks and not have to jump back and forth between different platforms. So is Crosstracks a different company or is that a feature within Delft Point? Okay. It's a different company that we've been able to form a partnership with and integrate into their software because we want to make it easy for our clients. And we, we, we recognize that their clients needed the data that we have and that our clients needed a case management system. So it was a natural partnership and we were able to connect those together. Is that an additional cost? Well, yeah, you could you have to sign up for Crosstracks as a separate case management system, um, but then the added benefit is that you have Delphine in there, and then you're you're still charged per search. Like the the cost that you have for Crosstracks, their monthly cost, it doesn't include unlimited searches with Delphine, but it just it um, then you don't have to hop back and forth between the different platforms, and you have the data there. I see. Okay. All right. What what other things do you have that? That uh, maybe, you know, because what happens when you sign up for a database and there's all these, this is whole menu of items and uh, you may not have time to check them all out. So what are the things can you tell us about that uh, maybe is available that we're not aware of? So there's another thing. Um, we have direct to report. So you don't have to run, sometimes you have to run a search, you know, and then from that search you can order the report. I don't know if you found that to be the case with um, some platforms that you've used, but with us, you don't have to run that initial report you can, or that initial search. You can just go, if you know that you want a report on someone and you don't want to go through the step of like, okay, I need to get, identify who they are and then go into it, you can just go straight to that report and run that. So that saves a little bit of time and money. Um, you know, it's, that way you can, just take out that extra step. Can you give an example of that, Nikki? So, um, <clears throat> let's see. 
like with a comprehensive report. Um, you don't have to go in and do the the person search and uh-huh. then click to order the comprehensive. You can just run that directly. Hmm. So, for instance, because a lot of times um, you do your search, you find your person, and then you do the comprehensive. So if you hadn't done that first step, and you do the comprehensive, and then they're not there, what happens? Well, it's mainly for people who know that this is who they are. Like You, you have enough information where you're not verifying their identity or where they are. They are. It's mm. that you know. And so it's just taking out that extra step. Okay, okay. So if you were to start from scratch to, to uh, say, locate somebody, what steps would you take? Can you give us a, a like a one, two, three protocol that you would go through yourself? I would start with the advanced person search um, or advanced person search plus. Uh, the person search is the basic one to start with, in my opinion, that you you get the basic information there. Um, plus some addition. You know, it's not just the name and location and you know, that kind of thing because you do have household match as a part of that. So you get some additional data, um, but then either you, you might find everything you need just with that search, that makes it easy, or it will give you a starting place to be able to look elsewhere. So um, that would be my recommendation. Start there and then then branch out based on what you're looking for. So if you run that search and you're like, well, the main thing that I need to know is the address. That's that's my main focus. Um, uh-huh. Start with the advanced person search, and then if you need to jump over to utilities, then do that because that will just help you narrow and and verify. But then also, if you need to look at, you know, like we were talking about with spouses or relatives or whoever else might have that in their name, it just gives you some additional sources behind that. Okay. And if your focus is social media, what would you do in that situation? Social media is a good one. I mean, you could start with advanced person on that one too, but or just go directly into it because it's a little bit of a different beast with it not necessarily being official information. So they could have a different name or um, it just it's a it's a little bit different. But it will help. Social media will help you find the different platforms that they could be on. I mean, we have like data from Yelp, um, you know, WhatsApp, those kind of things. It's not just a general. That's hmm. you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, there's more than that. So you may not know that they have a Yelp account um, without running that. And then you can, you know, see all the reviews that they're doing. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, very interesting. So, uh, so you could, hmm, I've never done anything like that before. So you could just start out putting their name in the social media search and go from there. Yeah, you can try with name um, name and city state. Is a, a okay. well, you know what? No, do name and email address or name and phone number. Those would be okay. the best ones for social. Uh, or I'm sorry, for social media. Um, but then, I mean, you could do name and city state, but try with the email and the phone number because we've seen a lot of great results come back from that. Well, like, yeah, everybody signs up with social media with us with the. Uh, one or the other, the email or, or the cell phone, right. you know. But then again, um, also, if you have an old email, but, you know, with the social, if they have a different email address that they've used in the past and then they've changed it or whatever, then you still can search for that and find it. And same thing with phone number, too. They have an old phone number attached to it. But, um, yeah, the main things that I've heard have been name and email and if, and name and phone number. Okay, that's good. So, um, all right, so you're doing a social media search. Uh, how do you follow that through? Is there any tips you can give us specifically for social media? So when you run the search, it's going to bring up any profiles that they find. On mine, it will actually pop up with two because I have, um, so I was married, and so it has that, my, my previous name, my current name, um, and you're able to expand the results, and then you can see what platforms they're on. Hmm. Um, okay. And so it can, it, it, then from that expansion, you can click on this. It'll give you their usernames, and it'll show you, like, profile pictures, and it'll give you some information, um, even things that they've been 
like skills that they, they've been identified as having on LinkedIn, um, things like that. You can then click on that and it'll take you to their profile. Okay. And so we, we should mention that, um, that if they have privatized their information, then nobody has access to it except people that they have authorized. Isn't that, isn't that true? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, for for people that may be listening and thinking, oh my gosh, I thought I was private, and now I'm yeah, I'm finding out I'm not. They're still going to be private. Exactly. Yes. Yes. They are, they are still private. Okay. So Nikki, we have two minutes left. Is there anything you want to say to folks uh, in a closing comment, uh, other than let's sign up for Dell Point? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to stress that we are, we just really value relationships with our customers. Um, we like being able to help them and talk to them. It's not just, they're not just numbers to us. Um, you know, we don't just sign you up and then let you go. We've got, you know, the webinars that we support you with, the one-on-one skip tracing coaching. Um, we also, oh, I didn't mention this. This is another thing that's really great for, especially this time, is that our clients have the uh, um, opportunity to work remotely. So, like, if you're working in a home office now but you wouldn't have previously, I will put the caveat in there that it has to be under, you know, we, it has to be checked through compliance. Like, it has to be uh-huh. on the up and up. But um, that there is... There is the option um, for our, our, our customers to be able to work remotely, so give us a call again, and we'll make sure that you have that hooked up if it's possible. Um, and then we have it on you know, cell phone, uh, iPad, you know, tablet, computer, laptop, so lots of different formats that you can access. So, um, cool. so yeah, my, my main thing is just that we, we very much value our relationships with our customers. Thank you so much, Nikki. This is Nikki McKinnell at Dell Point. And uh, I'm going to check it out, Nikki. I'm going to check it out. So uh, thank you so much for being on the show. For the rest of you, stay safe, stay healthy. It's PIC Classified. I'm Francie Kaler. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to PIC Classified with your host, Francie Kaler. Tune in every Thursday at noon Eastern Time. That's 9 a.m. for you West Coast listeners. P.I.'s Declassified explores stories of deceit, mystery, and detectives unraveling the truth. Every Thursday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, here on the Voice America Variety Channel. 